podcast is designed for Christian women who God has called to a career. Our goal is to identify the modern Esther in all women and to leave you feeling empowered with the mission to glorify God in your vocation. to continue in Deborah's story. And this week, we have some really exciting guests with us. Um, But before we get into that, we wanted to kind of catch you guys up on where we are a little bit and let you know um, a little bit about the background before we get into interviewing our guests. Um, Danielle, do you want to... Yes. So, hello, everybody, again. Um, So, yeah, so we've talked about Deborah, we've talked about JL, and I really hope that you guys have enjoyed... This um, so far, I know Amy and I both have. She's um, been a really interesting um, character and woman that I definitely um, aspire to be. We um, kind of wanted to break off and have this as like a an episode talking about Lapidoth, which is her husband. So you find this in Judges 4. Four, it says, now Deborah, prophet, the wife of Lapidoth, was leading Israel at the time. And so a couple of scholars believe it was important to put his name in there to show that um, Deborah was chosen and not her husband. Um, and that the Lord doesn't discriminate when he calls someone um, to arise in their place. And if they're called to um, take leadership or if he calls you for anything, then you should fulfill that. Um, but also... We just think it was kind of interesting that his name was mentioned and the meaning of his name, which means lighter of torches or fanning flames. And Amy and I were kind of talking about this a little bit before, and it's interesting when you think about, like, her name being, like, the bumblebee, and we kind of went into that in the first episode, so names really do mean something, and so that his, if his name meant lighter of torches or fanning a flame, it's very interesting that he could be um, lighting her way. And leading these people. And yet you don't really hear a lot about his leadership skills because he wasn't there to lead the people, but he was there to lead her as her husband. And yet I found it also very interesting that he was the lighter and the fanning of flames so he could fan her flames and allow her to shine and not be necessarily threatened um, by her um, by her wisdom, by her by all of her accolades that we talked about. So in this episode, um, this has actually been requested by a couple of the listeners, so, and we thought this, well, I mean, this is, this is falling in perfect, so this is going to be a little bit different. We have our husbands with us on this episode. Um, so, Amy's <laughs> husband, Brandon. Whoever requested this, this is not cool. He's <laughs> here. And then my husband, Derek. Hello, hello. He's super excited super to be excited. here. Yeah. Just, just got done with work. <laughs> super pumped. Super excited. Just ate some pizza rolls. <laughs> yeah. and so he's ready to go. <laughs> Questions off the fly. Yeah. I'm a really good wife. He had pizza rolls for dinner. So. <laughs> they're both, contrary to the way their, their tones sound, they're actually both really excited to be here yeah. tonight. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. So, we, again, just to reiterate, I know we've told you guys this, but... We want this to be natural, just a question and answer kind of thing. If you guys have any questions for us, even though you probably won't ask questions, but if you do have questions for us, in the, this is a conversational piece, yes. just ask them and then, you know, we can just have a really fun time with this. So, 
Um, I just kind of wanted to start out. I, I heard this quote, and um, and this has been you know reiterated a lot throughout history, and it says um, that the man should be in the foreground and that the woman should be in the background. Um, what do you guys think about that quote, and how do you think that falls biblically with um, men being head of the household? Uh, I guess uh, I'll go first. Uh, Derek Daniels' wa- uh, husband. <laughs> husband. Uh, I feel like that's been like traditional teaching, and uh, you know, I think for me, I've heard that a lot. You know, in the church growing up, and I, I kind of didn't didn't really go that route. I kind of always wanted a, an equal, and that's kind of what I looked for in a wife. You know, it took me a long time to find it, but. Uh, but I think that is kind of the perception that is pushed by, uh, you know, some of the churches that are out there. But uh, it's definitely something that I was not drawn towards. Hmm. Thanks, Very interesting. Brandon? I would kind of agree with that as well. Um, I mean, really, I, I don't think God would have imbued our wives with all the skill and attributes that they have if it was intended to be in the background. I mean, uh, you know... An equal is much more what I would seek in a relationship as opposed to subordinate. So, like I say, I don't think God would bless them with everything that he has if it was meant to be hidden away and kept in the house. So, so I love those answers, of course, Amy and I. Yeah. You guys are spoiled. We have those little heart <laughs> eye emojis on Yeah, them. <laughs> right. Um, but it's interesting to hear you guys say that because I wonder if people take it from this verse. I've heard a lot of guys say before I've met Derek, well, Ephesians 5. So Ephesians 5, 22 through 33 says, Wives, submit to your husbands. Um, submit yourselves to your husbands as you do to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife. As Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. To make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with the water through the word. And to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own body. He who loves his wife loves themselves. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they fed and cared for their body, just as Christ does the church. For we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother to be united to his wife, and the two will become flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I'm talking about Christ and the church. However, each of you must also love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. So that was long. There was a lot in there. But, I mean, what do you guys think about, like, that perspective of the husband is the head of the household and it definitely says I mean it says it before submit to one another but it reminds women to submit to our husbands a lot what does that mean to you guys I think the more sorry I think it's more important to to dialogue I mean the submittal can mean a lot of different things in a lot of different contexts I mean it's you know there needs to be joint decision making things like that I mean you have to put things in historical context to kind of realize what, you know, what at the time that was versus today. I mean, there's a lot more equanimity and, you know, people, husbands and wives are on a lot more equal footing than they ever had been in history. So, you know, I think that it evolves from that. I mean, you know, the whole point is to respect one another and be in a loving marriage and, you know, a successful marriage. So, 
that that can definitely give you the groundwork, but you know at the same time it's it's I think it has as it's defined it's kind of evolved over the time as well. I think the the biggest thing that stood out to me with that, and I've I've been uh, I've used this verse uh, plenty of times in joking fashion, <laughs> condescending fashion as well. But uh, I think the biggest thing that stands out when I read this verse for the first time was, uh, you know, how it does say submit, but it also said that you know as Christ loved the church and you know Christ died for the church, so it kind of gives us that foundation of you know there is. You know, he loved the church more than anything, so we should love our wives more than anything. We should lay our lives down, you know, if need be. And, you know, that kind of set the groundwork for what, how we should view it and how we should really, um, you know, cherish our wives as Christ cherished the church, so... Had to one of me, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going context video and just heartfelt. <laughs> Whatever You're pops cool. in first. You're cool. Yeah, I, we we love both of your answers. I know um this that verse, I just have a comment. This is Amy. Um, I actually was gonna say, like, how often <laughs> do we just have a problem with that? Yeah, which is really right. interesting. Right. Well, I think you have two thought camps with Christian women. You have the women who have a problem with it and then which I tend to lean more towards. Yeah. But and then you also have the women who take it um to mean doormat, you know? So yes. you you have two totally different camps and yeah. and quite honestly, I don't think that verse means it shouldn't be offensive to women, and it also shouldn't mean that you're a doormat either. Yeah. So there's there's a middle ground with that. And I think you guys described it really Absolutely. well with how Christ loved the church, and you have to remember that part of the verse also. Um, I would 100% agree. And so this book I've been kind of marketing, I suppose, this whole entire time. It really is good <laughs> by Michelle McLean um, Walters, the Deborah Anointing, says, Husbands should love their wives, sacrifice for them, listen to their concerns, take care of them, be sensitive to their needs and hurts, as they are to the needs of their own bodies. A husband is called to lay down his life for his wife. This is maybe why we don't hear from Lapidoth. He laid down his wife for Deborah. A husband is directed to sacrifice his own interests in order to enhance his wife's interests. He is to nourish and cherish his wife's growth to maturity. Who couldn't submit to a man like this? And um, when Amy and I were discussing that quote, we were both like, Amen, yeah. Like, of course, because when, when you go into marriage with that kind of perspective, I was constantly before... I didn't even want to change my name. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I just, I'd worked so hard. And that was something, I mean, we actually talked a, a little bit about, like, was I going to change my name? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and you have to understand, like, I'm my dad's only, I'm my dad's yeah. only kid. And, um, and I think that there's like, you know, there's a, there's a lot of pride in that. Um, yeah, I think, I think at first it was, it was, uh, mm-hmm. You know, I just assumed, uh, I came in assuming that Danielle would just change her name. Yeah. And then, you know, I started understanding her professional field, how important it was um, that her work all be connected and that, you know, all that stuff. And I started understanding it from her perspective. And, uh, you know, I just, I joke with her all the time now about uh, changing our name altogether, last name to Schmackerschmidt. <laughs> but, uh... Why not get more complicated? They can't even pronounce it now. But no, so, you know, I came in kind of naive to that and kind of the struggles and the, 
and the uh, you know how difficult that actually is and how selfless that is for the wife to to kind of make that decision so yeah and I mean and it's interesting because it does say like the very first um, Bible verse when it talks about marriage is um, is the bones of my bone and the flesh of my flesh and you know going all the way to to becoming one and I think that for me it was like going to be really hard to submit my name you know like my namesake like everything that I had worked for there was a lot of eyes in that but then when two do become one it really didn't matter so much about the name as long as we had the last name mm-hmm. together because that made us that was just a and one of physical representation of us being one, and um, and I think that like I mean, you know I mean we came to a good compromise. Like I still get to, I mean you know I still will use that for publications and stuff. But as far as like our home and stuff, it's it was very important to just have that unity. And I'm not I'm not encouraging anybody if you don't want to change your name. Like obviously like don't change your name. <laughs> Um, but I think for me, it was, I had to change my name. It wasn't of a request for Derek because I believe that if I did, well, I don't know. I mean, if I was really strong and didn't want to change my name, was, would that have been a deal breaker? No, I, I don't think it wouldn't. And it's something we actually talked about a lot before we got married. Yeah. And I was under the impression that, uh, you were not, you were going to actually like hyphenate or something yeah. like that, but then you chose to go that route and honestly I, I think I was fine with it after we had plenty of discussions yeah. about it and you know I understood your perspective and yeah um, and it was more of um for me it was more of like it wasn't to please my husband it was to obey God and falling to my pride and having my pride come down and being like submit is not to submit to your husband submit to your husband as you do the Lord yeah. and it's hard to go into a marriage having a lot of pride um, so that was like just a physical thing that God really just had to take away right away. And I think that it was, for me, it just meant a, a lot of that. But again, I just thought that was really interesting that if a man does love you that much, then how how much easier yeah. will that be? Um, I didn't know I was going to go into the name thing, but it was kind of interesting. interesting. Yeah, I changed my name very quickly because Robinson is so much easier to pronounce than Sissel. So I was so <laughs> excited to change my I last name. I was to Sissel Robinson. <laughs> so I have a cooler name. Stand out a little bit more. When you, know, when you go in a restaurant and you say, they say, what's the name? Robinson. I'm so excited to yeah. say Robinson because it's so much easier. I think you're still in my phone name. is Sissel. I think you're still in there in Lions. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Derek. <That's> <laughs> um... So, um, another kind of question just, um, randomly was, so since both of us have these careers, right? We talk a lot of it about this on this, on the podcast and we've talked a lot about Deborah. She had a definite career in being a judge and leading her people and a prophetess and all these things. Is that, um, what is that like being married to a wife who has a career, is pursuing a career, is passionate about her particular thing about ministry um along with that are there insecurities that come along with that or what do you love about that just kind of that whole topic uh i mean i'd have to say that was probably one of the biggest um mindset changes um 
when it comes to marriage and, you know, not being single anymore and just becoming like, you'd have to almost be selfless and stop thinking about yourself. You got to think of, you know, the two that become one flesh. Uh, you have, you know, one goal now. You don't have two separate goals. So you almost have to just kind of reevaluate, you know, which career has the best opportunities at this point, you know, which, uh, what's the best decision for our family instead of what's the best decision individually for us. Um, and I think that was the, it's honestly easier than it sounds. Uh, you kind of reevaluate roles a little bit and that was kind of the biggest thing for me, but, um, I think it's honestly great because, you know, we both get, uh, two separate minds going in the same direction, um, going towards the same goals and, you know, growing closer to God at the same time. So it's, it's been challenging, but it's also been pretty great. I definitely agree with Derek there. I mean, I, I take it as a point of pride. I mean, I, to have a wife that is willing to work and still get professional degree and everything else is really just a, I mean, it's pretty astounding this day and age, you know, someone that wants to do more than the bare minimum is really the exception rather than the rule. So it's, uh, I, like I say, I, I tell everyone that'll listen, yeah, my wife's in law school. She's crazy. So, and, but, you know, it's, it is great. It does have its challenges, certainly. But, um, again, you know, the end goal will certainly justify all the strife. And it's, you know, it's, we're very fortunate to be where we are and to have the opportunities that we do have. So to not avail ourselves of them would almost be worse and to my way of thinking. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, I think it's it's definitely. Uh, I'm sorry, my dog's chewing on my hand, so I totally lost my train of thought here. Um, no, it's rolls. Yeah, no, I I think it is. Um, you know, it's definitely different because in my whole life I've thought, well, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to get as far up as I can, so so my wife will have the option to work if she wants to or not. And now I come into a relationship where my wife has worked. Uh, as hard as she has to give me the option if I want to work <laughs> or not or take Old care of the men. kids. Yeah. So, you know, there's definitely been some soul searching with that. But you're it's, lucky it's, you're pretty. I never got the option. It's like, you're going to work. No, but it's, it's, it's just a, it's just a definitely a different perspective, but, but it's a great thing. And, uh, just so proud. Yeah. I definitely love to say, Oh yeah, my wife's a doctor too. Just, uh, Throw it out there. I love bragging on her. Yeah, she got like twelve degrees. Yeah. Yeah. All that stuff. So that's my favorite Thanks, thing. Thanks, Gabe. That's, no problem. That's... Can I interject a comment also? I think it's interesting too because I feel like your all's comments are wonderful, but also I just want to be honest. It doesn't mean it's super easy. Like mm-hmm. balancing everything. Like I mean, Brandon and I, I always joke because my husband, I'm very proud of him too. He's getting his MBA and people jokingly mm-hmm. say like, do you guys ever see each other? And right. I jokingly say, yeah, at the dinner table with our laptops, you know, we're doing our homework. And so I, I see the snacks. appointment with the secretary. We usually get yeah. together. <laughs> Pencil each other so, yeah, in. So, our people so. talk to each other's people. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a system, but you know. Right. So it's, it's so like as proud as we are of each other and as like, I don't, we always also jokingly say like, we love each other's intelligence. We wouldn't want someone Mm -hmm. who wasn't ambitious or didn't have intelligence, you know, or I won't say that, but just doesn't want to 
be intellectual and have those types of conversations. But at the same time, it's not, it's not easy to do. It's not, um, you know, we don't fit the traditional norms. So it, we're, we're constantly like blazing a trail as a couple, as a married couple, you know? Yeah. So that was actually, that was actually the kind of the leading question into the next one is, uh, the second fiddle question. Mm Mm-hmm. Because um, in the book, she talks a lot about the putting off your ministry hat, putting off your career hat, your lawyer hat, your dental hat, your doctor hat, like whatever it is, and then putting on your wife hat. Mm-hmm. And um, how I think sometimes as a woman, we have to compartmentalize a lot of that. So maybe as men too, I don't know, but do you, you know, do you guys, and I mean, you know, we can even discuss this too, I mean, do you feel guilty maybe sometimes for how much you're studying and not being there for him. And then do you guys, you know, you know, kind of handing that question to you, do you feel like you come in second sometimes? I, yeah, I will start with the guilt. And I think a lot of women feel this way, but I always say that I feel guilty when I'm at school because I'm not at home. Mm -hmm. I feel guilty when I'm at home because I'm not studying. studying. (laughs) I feel guilty when I'm with a friend because I'm not with my husband who I never get to see, you know. So it's like, (laughs) he loves to watch his own TV shows and not have me interject and ask questions. So he enjoys his time alone, but... Um, but really, like, it, you, there's so much guilt because you're trying to do this balancing act, you know? So, um, and we, like, sometimes I think for us, we have to, like, come back to um, center sometimes and, like, remind each other your priority number one. Mm-hmm. You know, other than God, your priority number one. It, school is not more important than you. Friends are not more important than you. Um, what even my family love them, but they're not more important than my husband. You know, he's priority number one after God. So sometimes we just have to remind each other of that. Yeah. Do you ever feel like you're second? Do you? I mean, be honest. I mean, it, it's a balancing act. There's a obviously a whole lot with you know working full time. Both of us, both of us in school full time. You know, it's just a it's a tightrope to walk sometimes to make sure that your priorities are where they need to be but you know by the same token we love each other and we make it work so it's mm-hmm. you know it's just kind of the the price you pay and then you know we know there's light at the end of the tunnel and um you know it, it will it'll pay off in the end obviously so it, it's worth it and you know it can put strain on a relationship it can make things difficult but you know actually it tests your marriage and can improve it, you know, at the same time because you can work through things together and, you know, it'll, it's just going to get, there'll always be something, whether it's school or work or whatnot, I mean, there, there will always be something that comes up that you have to work through as a team. So, you know, I, I don't see that it's hurtful in that aspect and, you know, it will pay dividends, obviously, eventually, so... Yeah, I mean, I I definitely have to just second that. Really, I mean, I could just say that and finish, but um, <laughs> I echo your echo. Yeah, about to that. But uh, I mean, I just personally, just being honest, because I honestly haven't really got to see these questions yet. Um, <laughs> is I've never really felt like I was second string or second fiddle or anything like that. Um, you know, the end justifies the mean, and, you know, I'm more like a logical thinker. This is what we have to do now to get it done for that. And we honestly, 
we kind of don't know anything different. Uh, mm -hmm. We knew, true. you know, a little bit we're dating, but ever since we've been married, we've been, um, you know, constant with other things. But at the same time, um, you know, never have I felt second or anything like that. We, uh, we've, we've made the best of all the opportunities we've had together, and honestly, it's been great. Um, mm -hmm. So that's just an honest answer to that. Yeah. Um, I love that. I love this question because I think that I figured they would say that, you know, and that reassures you, but then I'm like, are you really being honest? Like, are you yeah. sure there's not a time? Yeah. Because it's very easy sometimes when you are studying and then you go and then you come back. And I know Amy and you were, and I were just having this conversation about time and like, yeah. where, where can you cut time? It's like cutting money from a budget, you know, it's like, where do you, where do you cut it? Um, but your priorities really are telling. And I think that in the same way that you spend what is in areas that are important to you, you spend time on things that are important to you and people that are important to you. And so um, I had had this question posed to incoming an incoming student who was like, you know, how is it being married in dental school? How do you do this? And and I think you and I, I don't know if I've told you this one yet, Amy, but I did tell you and I said it's funny because sometimes you just have to say right now the priority is this test mm -hmm. or this practical or this lab project or whatever it is and then sometimes the priority is not that even though the test is in two days yeah. and it's him you know and that makes you get a C or mm -hmm. that is like one of the reasons on top of like 15 million other reasons that you're going to not do uh, not <laughs> drink my time with you. Yeah. Right. But like it's, you know, you make those sacrifices and they're not going to yeah. hurt you in the long run yeah. because you're investing your time into things that really matter. Mm -hmm. And they're, you know, and there's a lot of guilt that goes into us taking out loans and him supporting us financially. And for me, you know, Derek is, he would never say this probably on the podcast, but he's constantly saying this to me that our, it's our career. It's our life. And right now we're investing in our future. And I think that that's so nice because it was really hard for me to even like compartmentalize like yeah. that and not take the guilt of like my loans. No, it's our loans, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's been, that's been really cool. Um, so this is one of my favorite questions. Oh, you need, yeah, you good. Okay. Um, <laughs> is what's the, oh, what's the best and worst thing about being married to women that are strong willed? What do you love Ooh. the most? I'm excited for this. And the reason I ask this is because I feel like a lot of, and I, when I was single and Amy, you've been married a lot longer than I am. You got married younger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got married younger. And married. But I feel like as, as I get older and I talk to a couple of the other women who are my age um, or a little bit older who are single or a little bit younger, feel like, well, I'm too strong-willed or I'm too independent or I'm too intimidating yeah. um, or I have this career. And I used to think that too, and I think some of that still speaks truth, but, um, you know, is that, but that can be like a plus kind of like you guys have mm -hmm. said, like something that you maybe didn't think that you were going to love, but has mm -hmm. ended up being kind of a cool thing. So what is, you know, what is the best and worst thing? Best and worst. I think, uh, best and worst are almost the same thing for me. Uh, you know, when I was, you know, single and I was looking for someone, I was always looking for someone that would make me better 
as a person and kind of challenge me to be the best version of me. And, uh, you know, a lot of times that's like the best thing I get challenged, but also when I'm, when I'm not, I also get challenged that I'm not. <laughs> so, uh, not what? as nice as the oh, previous one, but, but yeah. So, I mean, that's, I think that's, uh, so true. that's the short and long of it for me. Um, and that's what I was looking for and that's what I got. So someone that challenged me every step of the way. <laughs> I, I have to agree with that a hundred percent. I mean, it's, you know, it's difficult to look at someone that works as hard as our wives do. And then by the same token, slack off. It's like, there's, <laughs> That's not really ever going to float where, uh, where uh, <laughs> plus Amy hits me when I get lippy oh sometimes, God. so it's, it's tough, you know I mean, it's... He's kidding, and for those who don't know him, he's full of sarcasm. Please call someone. Everybody. <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, the the attributes that we see in them, I mean, are things that we always hoped, I know at least for myself, and I'm sure Derek too, it's like things that we always hoped we'd find in someone, and, um, you know, then when you when you get that, you can't then be upset that it drives them to do more and better in their professional lives and everything, so, um, you know, I, I know that I'm a priority in our marriage, and, um, you know, being strong-willed is, is not a problem, because it it really you know, it's going to lead them to great places. So it's hard to be upset about that. Awesome. Thanks guys. Well, I want to end on this last, um, thing. It kind of goes with the, the strong little thing and then kind of wraps till we did in a circle about the submissive. So, um, this is not a question that you guys have seen. This is a question I told Amy we would ask. So, <laughs> That'd be like the rest. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so can strong women make submissive wives? And the reason that I asked this question is because I used to say I could never be submissive. This was not in me. This was a, ver- like Amy said, some women have problems with this. Amy tends to lean. Oh, I have a huge problem with this. This was, again, and I've admitted that already. Like this was something that I had to be humbled with. And I think that's because when it's, pounded into your face that women submit to their husbands it was always perceived of me as that we were less than men and both of you um, multiple times have said today that you love having a partner and so just kind of going on scripture verse like I wanted to share times where I felt like you know that you all well, I mean, I don't know you, Brandon. I'm not married to you, but like, that's <laughs> pretty great. Um, but um, where Derek has <laughs> led our family, and I think um, a specific example where he's led our family is um, in constantly, constantly leading us in encouragement and constantly leading us in. Um, you've led us in like every prayer and every meal, almost every meal that we've had together. You've like led that, and you've reminded us like, oh babe, like I will like cheat and take bites. And I know that that's really. I know that you probably didn't even know. I'm even know I was gonna say that, <laughs> but that's something that's kind of. It's such a small thing, but when you're married to the same person and you see them every day and you start noticing their habits, like you start respecting and understanding that it's the small things that really make your life better. And the fact that like 
that is one thing that you are just so consistent on. And I have loved, I have loved that because I don't feel like I pray before every meal and you just do. So it's just something small and it doesn't mean a whole lot probably to you, but it means it's been, been a lot to me too. And Amy, I didn't know if you had an example. Of- um, yeah, well, I think that um, one thing that I can think of that he has led us that I, I'll be honest, I completely resisted is um, the church that we go to. So um, for a long time, we would go, we like have been to every church here in town (laughs) trying to find the right fit. And so, um, we both prayed about it and we both, and we had strong opinions about what church we wanted to go to. And, um, here recently we've been going to the church that Brandon wanted to. And I kind of struggled with that a lot. In fact, (laughs) um, and I can't even believe I'm admitting this to him, (laughs) but I have seen, um, a lot of growth in our marriage by going to the church that he led me to go to. Um, and not because of the church, but I think that me submitting to that with him and allowing God to use him to be the spiritual leader in our family, um, it's it's really allowed our marriage to grow, and it, there's been a lot of more unity in a spiritual aspect. So, Do you I feel, can't believe I'm admitting this. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> and it's recorded. <laughs> Do you feel like that is like one way that she's like really submitted to you? That's been a lot, or is there other it, examples? No, that really was probably the biggest like flashpoint between us was where we were going to go, and you know, it, it had been something we'd worked on since even before we were married. Mm-hmm. So it's been a a lot of you know we, we have been just about everywhere. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Kwanzaa service downtown is really nice. I would say. Yes. If you guys are ever interested, it's great. <laughs> It's a. It's definitely been a work in progress, and it's one thing that, um, you know, has actually worked out really well. We just left it up to God, and you know, it's it's done wonders for us. So, our hearts have been changed a lot. It's been good. Uh, that brings me to something else, actually. <laughs> oh, please. Uh, yeah. yeah. I love this face. Y'all saw his face. Just some, uh, some words of wisdom for the women out there, the strong-willed, uh, strong-minded women. Um, you know, when you, when you meet your guy and you get married and all that stuff, you, you need to be very patient with him in, in becoming the leader and taking that role. Uh, it's very intimidating to uh, have such a strong-willed, uh, extremely professional, uh, you know, successful woman, um, and you know, just be patient with them and their in their leadership. You know, be encouraging because uh, men need that, and that's what I'd just say. Just that's my my sending off note for me I think because I don't know what the questions are next if there is any <laughs> but uh, just be patient with them encourage them because it is very intimidating to have a strong-willed woman but uh, that's what God called me um, to find and that's what I did find so I'm looking forward to it looking forward to it well you're in it I'm locked in I'm locked and loaded just tap dance through a minefield that was amazing <laughs> 
No, that's true. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, can I ask you one last question? Kind of along the lines. I can direct this to my you. I already back. sent off. <laughs> you yeah. already yes. sent off. That's it. Um, Derek out. I just want to know um, what would you say? I mean, and honestly, there probably aren't a lot of guys listening, but what would you say to men mm-hmm. these days? Yeah. Like, what that's would great... you say to men who are seeking women? Like, because honestly, a lot of women feel like men are so intimidated that they don't pursue those kinds of women. So what would you recommend <coughs> to men like that? I would say you have to be willing to humble yourself because there are women, I mean, and we've found too, that are extremely bright and successful and are going to do great things in this world. And, you know, you have to be willing to to work with that. It's not an encumbrance, it's a blessing. So, you know, you have to be willing and able to accept that and... Um, you know, if it's the right woman for you, then amen. That's, you know, you're, you're fortunate. So don't ever let that be a stumbling block. I mean, see it for the blessing that it is and, um, you know, just go with God's will on that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I firmly believe that, you know, God calls, you know, certain people to be with certain people. And that's what I believe, uh, you know, uh, we're built for that as well and I think that's the that's how he fits it yeah very good well thanks guys yeah we're so glad y'all joined us tonight <laughs> anytime <laughs> yeah. anytime last good time good stuff good yeah. stuff <laughs> final time <laughs> I can pull out <laughs> going back to the cockpit <laughs> Never left the cockpit. Never left it. He never left it. We love you, babe. We love you, babe. Just encouraging you. We encourage you. Right. No, thanks. No, in all seriousness, um, it's actually been interesting, too. Like, I think Mm -hmm. hearing, yeah, um, from them, from their perspective. um, And, yeah, it's been fun. So, um, I guess I'll close this in prayer and then. Sounds great. Okay. Um, God, thank you so much for everything that you've blessed us with and everything that you're continuing to teach us. And God, I thank you for men like Lapidoth and Brandon and Derek that really knew a flame the way for um, their lives. And I thank you for other men in our lives that we've seen that have done this as well and that we can just um, we can just be the women that we need to be and that we're called to be because we have um, these men beside of us and these uh, group of family bes- behind us. And I just pray for the women that are um, still single and are in their careers and are wondering if they are going to get married or trying to find their person. And God, I just pray that you give them some support system, a friend, family, and know that um, that you're still flaming their fire too and they're still shining bright for you and that um, having a husband doesn't mean um, that, you know, that they're any less of a woman. Um, but God, I do thank you for um, the gift of, of, of being a wife and I, I do thank you for that blessing and I pray that all of the wives don't take it for granted and that we understand that it truly is a gift and um, 
and that we just learn um, to be better wives and husbands for you and that we grow in our relationship uh, closer together and more in love because we're growing closer to you every day. And so, God, I just thank you so much for um, the beautiful gift of marriage and all the wonderful examples that you've given us of it and that we just continue to shine your glory and and all these things we pray in your name. Amen. Well, thanks again, y'all, for joining yeah. us. Um, Amy and I will be back in two weeks with the final episode of Deborah, and it's going to be great. I'm excited. I'm actually really excited about the final episode, and then we'll probably um, maybe release who we're going to do next month. We'll keep you posted. But anyway, if you haven't already, follow us on Facebook, Modern Esther. Um, also, Email us anytime for your love story or if you're struggling with something or just to tell us your story, what you've liked about this series, uh, the Modern Esther podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on iTunes and Stitcher and Modern Esther. So until two weeks, be blessed, you guys. Have a good couple weeks. Bye.